Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Spooked. The Scary Story Improvised Podcast. I'm Damian Depping. I'm Cody Crane. And I'm Chris George. Yes. Chris, welcome back to the oh, podcast. Yeah. Nice to have you guest hosting with us. Oh, it's been a spell. You know, I thought after the last one you'd kick me off for good, but uh, I feel pretty honored to be back. You Don't get us wrong. Off. Don't get us wrong. We thought about it. We had a big discussion. It. It, was it was a big very meeting. long talk. It all took place. Yeah, we had a lot of the shareholders in. Everyone was emailing us, and this was like, listen, we got it. We got to keep giving them one more chance. One yeah. more chance. Yeah, it was like a three-month affair of just yeah. back and forth. <laughs> I know I had to send a lot of uh, a lot of edible arrangements to many many board members to to try to yeah. sneak back in here. I'm just saying we didn't get any of those, so you might want to send one. Uh, if you could send it now, that'd be great, actually. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, it'll it'll be on its way. Don't oh, okay. Don't worry. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we don't want anyone to think any different. Our podcast is big corporate. Yeah, and we want those <laughs> edible arrangements. I want pineapple shaped like roses. That's so why you got into this game? Yeah, exactly. Why else would you? <laughs> so, Chris, uh, in case you didn't know, we're doing a new thing where, of course, listeners are submitting fears to us. So we want a quick take on this one. This is uh, the fear of just pitch black darkness is what a listener uh, submitted. Is that something that scares you? Well, I, not not um, it would depend on the situation. I mean, if if I walked outside and suddenly everything was dark, uh, that might be a little bit scary. If I'm going into a room, that doesn't really scare me, I guess. Mm. Right. So, but I think like, but I me, think the darkness is kind of cool because uh, that's the reason I like fog is because anything can kind of jump out of you, you know. Mm. And, and it's like, I, it's I, like I, a I guess I like that party. Really. Yeah, I, I don't I, think that's cool. <laughs> I was very attracted to Jack in the Boxes as a child, so uh, this just is the is the world's Jack in the Box. So that's anything fair. can that's pop fair. out. Mm. <laughs> I think that like the the pitch black darkness, it's like not something that I think about every day that I'd be scared of, but it's something that I definitely in the situation wouldn't want to deal with. Right. So I feel I feel like you're just scared of a lot of things, though, Cody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a big baby man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a list. I got a list. I feel like nowadays everyone has a flashlight on their phone. So just turn on your flashlight. Turn the light on. Come on. Well, then that's not the darkness. Then you're no well, longer not scared. anymore. You're stopping it. I guess so. I, I think that's a bit of a cheat code, but that's not a cheat code. That's just dealing with the situation. Well, Damien, it's not all about you and your uh, <laughs> right. cheating around the rules. It's sure. about our guest today because we got actor comedian. We got Mark Christopher Lawrence here. Yay. Oh, so excited to have you. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, for uh, the folks that, that don't know, of course, uh, you're an actor. You do stand up a uh, long time, uh, been in about everything. I think every listener would have seen you in at least one thing at the very least, um, as well as just uh, Chuck being a huge series. Uh, I'm I, there's so many things that I want to uh, talk to you about in your career that I'm wondering if you were to uh, look back right now. What is the big moment so far that stands out to you? Mm, I don't know that I've had any what I would call big moments. Uh, I have some <laughs> favorite moments. Uh, yeah. Fear of a Black Hat is probably my favorite moment. Mm. 
Um, you know, because it, it happened with a friend of mine that uh, I've known since about the 11th grade. Mm-hmm. And um, it started with a short film that we did called The Trial of NWH. And one day I was doing stand-up in, in Canada on tour and he calls me and says, hey, where are you? I said, I'm in Canada. He goes, well, ITC Entertainment Group wants to make the film for the Black Hat. So when you get back, let's go to work. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was you know, my favorite moment. Amazing. I, that's so cool to uh, have it uh, just like see it the whole way through, I think. Yeah, I think the fun part for me was that I didn't, it, it, it was early, rather early in my career and I didn't have to jump through the hoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely has more of that like kind of passion project feel, not just like another job that you have to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I like uh, the movie uh, Cooties quite a bit, and I think it's a very underrated movie. And uh, you are, um, I believe, the first uh, kill in the movie by the kids. Yeah, I, I, that that kid was so strong. <laughs> I, I, I really believe that kid was going to bite me. <laughs> really? Yeah, he was. He was. He was a loose cannon. Oh my goodness! I guess real method actor. Yeah, yes, he was. Hollywood's unrealistic body standards just jacked children. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like with with something like that is uh, like just terrifying to me. Like that's a genuine fear is to uh, just put trust into these children that you don't know. They're so unpredictable. (laughs) Right, because it's it's not like he's a trained actor knows. You know, they tell okay, so what's going to happen to see you to go? We're going to bite him. And, and and that's gonna kill him and <laughs> and you know in his head he was gonna go bite he was gonna bite me you know I I, I did an audition once uh, for a commercial and and the actress uh, it was it was for a Bud Bud Light commercial and uh, they said to the actress okay so you get offended and you slap him and in the middle of the audition pop <laughs> just slap the taste out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, they call this acting. There's <laughs> a big through line throughout your career of just kids uh, fucking with you. <laughs> I was re- I recently actually uh, did like a watch through of uh, My Name Is Earl. So your part in that show is just so fresh in my mind of uh, having the uh, hot dog store, and, uh, them having to sabotage it back. Um, <laughs> How, uh, how was that experience being on uh, that show? Because I think that's also a very underrated show. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a great show. I, it was one of, one of my favorite shows to watch, actually. Um, so I was glad to be able to do an episode of it. The, the producers, I had worked with one of them before, so that's how I ended up with the job. And then, um, uh, you know, I, I found Jason to be a little off-putting, who was very full of himself. <laughs> but uh, other, other than that it was great um uh what's his name uh uh oh i can't remember his name right now uh gone in 60 seconds actor uh giovanni Rubisi. oh yes yes so he he and i were standing there talking and we're we're in like you know I grew up in Compton, California, which which is known for being pretty tough. And mm-hmm. and although when we moved there, it was all white. We were the second black family on our street. And by '74, all the white people moved out. 
and, <laughs> and the Robinsons moved in. The Robinsons were like this this family that had, you know, a bunch of gangbanger brothers. <laughs> it was like seven of them. Um, but but uh, we're in the seedy part of the valley. I mean, it was it's a place that I would not go to without a fire. And and that's where they were shooting this episode of of uh, My Name Is Earl. And so me and Giovanni are standing there talking about how seedy this neighborhood is. <laughs> and then I notice across the street, all of a sudden, this giant lens peeks out from behind a, a telephone pole. And it's like, it's a paparazzi taking, taking pictures. And they're taking pictures of me and him. And I said to him, I said, you know, I said that, that photographer over there, I said, I said, in this neighborhood, I'm a drug dealer. And you've got an issue. <laughs> and he says, well, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, that seems like the worst place to be hiding in the bush. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with uh, Chuck being uh, such a big show and that being your um, first, like, just reoccurring role of just being throughout this whole series, right? So your first kind of like no 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 that's not factual no. I, I did uh every episode of the george winch show i did all the episodes right. of the last season of men behaving badly um you know did many pilots where i was series regular uh, i was series regular on chuck first season I, I first season of chuck i wasn't series regular i was uh actually just, just recurring <laughs> and they cool. made me series regular second season I noticed yeah. that it that it said like guest starring uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence every yeah. episode in the first season. Yeah, uh, with that show going uh, so long though, and being like uh, such a steady part of your life for all of those seasons, um, how was that for you? Do you enjoy like uh, because your career has taken all you all over in all kinds of different places, all of these like great films and like television, like you said. Uh, but how do you how did you feel about just having this uh, like steady role for over so many seasons? Uh, it was fun to do. But, you know, I mean, every season we never knew if we were coming back because right. NBC never really wanted the show, you know, and, and, and ultimately we outlasted three NBC presidents. So wow. that, that was that was funny for me. It's like, you know, oh, you didn't want us. But guess what? They don't want you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like to yeah, think so that Chuck overtook the uh, presidents. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny was, was, was that you know, we were winning our time slot except for Monday Night Football and Dancing with the Stars first season. And then yeah. when we then when the writer's strike happened and we didn't come back that second that second half of the season like normal, when we finally picked up second season, they played heroes in our time slot mm. for 22 episodes. So we lost audience. Yeah, you know, we were we were actually beating. Um, what's the nerd show? Uh, come on, you guys are nerds. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you thinking Big Bang Theory? Big Bang. Yeah, we yeah. were actually beating Weird Big dweebs. Bang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we were beating Big Bang, and and because we lost audience because they didn't put us back on. You know, Big Bang jumped out ahead of us. And then when Big Bang got their big raise, I was like, ah, they got my money. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so interesting for like a show to be like that successful. And obviously the network working against you uh, so many times, even though it's just a very like quality show. Yeah, it was a great show. I, I think the thing that, that strikes me most about it was that um, 
you know, obviously I've been in the business for a long time and worked on a lot of shows and we had a big cast. It's like, you know, 10 cast members that, that were regulars and uh, with a cast that big, you know, everybody got along. It was like, it was really refreshing to be on a set where everybody liked each other. And it was, it was just nice to, to go to work. I, I got to say, it, it seems like such a strange thing to hear that the, the presidents didn't want the show when you were so high in the ratings, like against like the only thing beating you is Monday night football is that's, that's such a crazy kind of rating place to be. And then they're like, we don't really want the show. Yeah. Well, I understand it from a, from a, from a business standpoint, because they, mm-hmm. because it was a Warner brothers show, NBC had to license okay. the show. So oh, I okay. get that part of it. Mm-hmm. So they were waiting every season to see if some of the, some, some of their stuff is going to get picked up. Right. And one of their presidents during his, all the stuff that he uh, greenlit that year, none of it got picked up. <laughs> <laughs> but we we suffered a little because because every season, you know, we're waiting for the pickup and yeah. we lost writers. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. writers are like, you know, I got a family, I got to take this other job. And so they take it, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I understood that. And by the end, I mean, really, FIDAC and one other writer were the only writers that were there from the beginning. Yeah. Wow for you for you because you're like constantly working like i mean your imdb speaks for itself right so like no matter what you're gonna be fine because you're constantly in things or uh or whatnot so it must have been just like a great like treat to be like oh yeah third season you know like sixth season and everything yeah i i think i think um you know my agents at the time missed an opportunity that while i was working to find other stuff Right. You know, it, and it was hard because NBC only allowed you to do, um, I think, like four guest stars a season on another show. Oh. You couldn't do a recurring on another show. Okay. And um, in fact, that's what I think that's why we lost uh, Harry Tang was that, you know, they, because he was recurring and he was just, he was a series regular on Dexter. Yeah. So yeah. we lost him because because of the rule. And then. Um, so my agents, I think, just got complacent that I was working and, and didn't try to get me into other stuff because, yeah. like, we'd book something and then wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Uh, looking uh, at uh, the rest of your stuff, too, like uh, Terminator 2, um, obviously it's, uh, I think, known to be one of the best sequels of a movie ever, like one of the sequels that just surpass uh the original movie and uh you're of course in the scene with uh sarah connor uh how was that uh for you uh uh, for me at at the time that was the biggest project i'd ever been involved in it was the most money i'd ever made in in a project you know at that time um i was actually supposed to work two days Mm -hmm. you know they they were like it's going to be two days so it may be three so we'll we'll put him on a weekly salary and six weeks later, I'm still there. Wow. You know, and I was like, wow. <laughs> it was so much fun. You know, and, 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 and just watching James Cameron work mm-hmm. and the way he worked, it's like, it's like, you know, we, we I, I don't think I had ever or ever since seen anyone work that way. He knows exactly what he wants to see. Um, and sets up cameras to make it happen, and and you know really just just his his work ethic and the way that 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 he, you know, helmed the ship was amazing. 
it it's uh, crazy to think about because like he was a big deal then, but like now, like he's in like icon territory kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Everything that's happened since then. Yeah. Well, you well you figure like right after that right after that film, you know, he got a five hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you write a check, the bank bounces. <laughs> Uh, you did uh, you start in stand up? Is that how you got your uh, start into the industry? Um, well, no, that's not how I got my start into the industry. But I, I, I did start stand up first. I think I did stand up in the eleventh grade. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, that was the first time I was on stage was in the eleventh grade, and then uh, I did my first play in the tenth grade. But it was you know at school, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I started making the transition into college, and then you know, stand-up sort of took a back seat and uh, I eventually ended up studying theater. And when I got to USC, I started working professionally that same year uh, in, in TV and in theater. And um, I did more plays early on than anything else. But then once right. my agents, I, I signed with a really big agency that saw me do a very dramatic play at the Los Angeles Theater Center. And, you know, the first year with them, it was all dramas. They sent me out for drama series, and then they saw my stand up, and then sent me out for nothing but comedies after that. <laughs> and then I got you know most of my career is like if you look through IMDb, most of that stuff is is comedy. Yeah. Um. And and by the way, my IMDb is is not complete. I mean, there's stuff that that I did before there was internet. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so that stuff is not on there. Only a few of the jobs, you know, the producers are still around and actually added it in. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. But other than that, it's, 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 I, I think there's, I think I'm listed with like 108 or something acting credits, and it's probably more like 120 or 30. Right. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool uh, career that you've had mm-hmm. and continue to have. Uh, what was your question? Now, you're saying you, you've done a lot more comedy. Do you have a preference on, uh, on what, types of roles you prefer do you like or does it just kind of depend on the on the project it depends on the project but i, I you know like right now i'm really looking mm-hmm. for something dark i want to play something dark yeah. so that people can see that that i'm an actor actor mm-hmm. you know because i'm you know i went to usc studied uh, theater at usc so i have you know real chops <laughs> it's like yep. I, I, you know it, it, the program is all classics you know so you do shakespeare and brecht and all that kind of stuff ibsen and so there's that there's that uh, steady background that that solid background of of you know being a real thespian, mm-hmm. and um, sitcom is is really uh, low hanging fruit when it comes to acting, you know because yeah. three it's formulaic it's three yeah. jokes to the page and you know uh, you got to hit a certain emotion by a certain page and, and to move the story and get people involved so they can sell soap. Yeah, <laughs> doing like uh, doing the wanting these uh, darker roles and everything, and to being like dramatic and being this great actor. What do you think the connection is to stand up? Because we've seen a lot of like stand ups over time, um, being like great actors and being able to jump into these dramatic roles. So, if, like for yourself, do you see like a big connection in it? Is it like the honesty of stand up? Do you think? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to ask you to name somebody other than Robin Williams that did both equally well. <laughs> That's true. You know, I think I do them both equally well, but but I mean, there's a lot of comics that that end up with shows that aren't really strong actors, and then there's a lot of actors that 
start doing comedy that aren't strong comics. Mm-hmm. You know, Robin did both well. I, you yeah. know, I think I think I'm yeah. one of those people that do both well. Um, you know, I'm, clearly I'm not I'm not a huge household name, but but I'm good at it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else. <laughs> you, you, you could argue <laughs> Jim Carrey, maybe. Yeah, Jim uh, Jim Carrey. I mean, I I don't know if the stand up's like the big thing for him, but I know. I mean, that's that is. Yeah, but he started. That's yeah. He's, he he did. started as a comic. Yeah, Jim 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 is, is yeah. That's a good one. I, I throw that name up there. Mm-hmm. You know, Cedric the Entertainer. I guess you know he's he's yeah solid on both sides. Yep. Yep. Um, even Eddie Murphy's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie Murphy surprisingly yeah. is a really 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 good actor. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the movie where where he played the the aging singer, and he okay. has that Dream Girls. Cadillac Records or something like that. Was it Dream? Girls? Is that Dream Girls? Is it Dream Girls? It might be, it might be. It, but he has like a really serious scene, and it's like really he's really mm-hmm. solid, a solid actor. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, like uh, obviously like San, Sandler doesn't do well. He just had this spit or the special too, the stand up special. But I I feel like uh, he's yeah, yeah. that feels a lot like a lecture though. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because because like his SNL stuff is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but but his that stand up bit I don't know I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair that's fair enough. <laughs> um, to go into a bit of a spookier note here, Mark. Though uh, we gotta know, do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Mm. Oh, have you I, had a paranormal I experience? Do believe in ghosts? I, I lived in Hollywood for about five years, and um, the apartment building that I lived in was across the street from Paramount Studios. And it used to be a part of Paramount Studios. And so it's sort of shaped like uh, two sort of parentheses, but square, right? right. And there's a courtyard in the middle and mm-hmm. right in the, the, the middle, like down here is a house that the manager lived in. And if you go through from the courtyard, to the manager's house as soon as you open the door there's another door and in that door is a switchboard so when paramount uh back in the days of studio players they put the actors up in these apartments and if they needed one of the actors the switchboard would plug into their apartment ring them up and say hey you need to go stage 10 mm. or whatever okay. um cool and over the years you know some of these actors that were studio actors that were around for years some of them passed and uh, the apartment that I lived in was on the front side uh, where the manager's office is uh, upstairs. And the, the, the light switches were these old light switches where you have to push a button and the other button pops out for the light to come on. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard. I mean, it was like, it was like if, I don't think a, a little kid would be able to turn this button be able to push that button. It's so, so tough. Yeah. And so occasionally uh, the lights would go on and off in our apartment, you know, uh, middle of the day, middle of the night, you know, house full of people, house just me. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a stereo that I had in college that had like a push button for it to come on and a knob that you had to turn for the volume. Sometimes that would come on and then the volume would just go all the way up. 
And then um, one time I was going on tour and my girlfriend at the time who lived, lived there, uh, uh, I left the house at like midnight to drive up to the Bay Area. I said, all right, I'll see you later. I'm going to take off. And when I came back, she had moved the room around. So like the bed wasn't against the wall that it was on when I left. It was against mm-hmm. another wall. And I, and I said, I said, you move all this stuff by yourself? She goes, yeah. She said, when, when you left, did you come back and stand in the door? I said, no. I said, I said, once I got on the road, I'm on the road. And so she goes, she goes, yeah, because um, after you left, she says, I, I went to sleep and I woke up and it was like somebody was standing right there in the doorway and I thought it was you, but then it wasn't you. And then he grabbed my foot and pulled me out of the bed. I said, what? She says, yeah. And I got back in the bed and did it again. So then I figured, oh, it must be a ghost. And, he, and I must be, I must be in, in his space. So she moved the room around so the bed wouldn't be where his bed was. And I said, well, you're better than me because I would have moved the apartment. <laughs> and, and then one night I'm laying in the bed and all of a sudden I feel like this, like somebody did that to me, just rubbed my cheek. And I jumped up and I ran into the hall, hit the wall, and bought, went and got boxes the next day and started moving. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I love how casual she was. Yeah, so just yanked me out of the bed twice. Yeah. <laughs> Must be yeah. a ghost. And I, and I yeah. love that, that her, her first was, it, oh, oh, it's not Mark. That's a ghost. <laughs> I got it. It's not like, don't check the doors. It's like, well, it must be a ghost. Not even just that, too, but it's like, uh, well, I was in their space, so I just got to move out of their space. Don't worry about it. It's really my fault. Yeah. yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, she she was Jamaican, and so 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 you know she she's like, "Hun, did, did you come back? Did you come back after you left? No, I didn't come back. Well, me think the, the ghost didn't want me in his space, so me moved everything around. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? You know, you uh, you got to uh, calmly look and uh, think about what they don't want and do what they want. Well, I, I, have a, I have a theory here. I think that because, you know, you hear about a lot of haunted places in Hollywood and stuff. What right. if these aren't really ghosts, but they're just out of work actors trying to get a place to stay by playing ghosts. So they have, you know, footage for their demo reels and, you know, oh, that's funny. Rent free. You know? <laughs> hey, that that's something. If I find myself out of work too long. Mm. <laughs> Start yanking people's feet. <laughs> But you set up the cameras. You got some stuff for your reel too. It was like, look, I played a ghost. I convinced these people for several years, <laughs> and then and you can... boom, you're in the Conjuring movie. <laughs> there's, there's something about this ghost. He always eats the meat in the house. He eats all the meat. <laughs> Who's barbecuing? Is this ghost leaving resumes and headshots around this house now? I don't know what. <laughs> I mean, if you're a ghost and you're you're a good cook, I'm down for it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking earlier uh, before your introduction about the uh, uh, the darkness, uh, pitch black. Is that something that you uh, fear at all? I've had one experience where it was too dark for me, and it was it was the year my grandfather died. I, I went to Louisiana, and. Um, I was at my grandmother's house and then I went to go see my uncle who lived further in the woods and it got dark while I was at his house. And when I left, I drove out. I don't think I had GPS then. And even if I did, it, you know, there was no satellite signal out there. <laughs> and so I drove out of the driveway and I'm driving down this dirt road 
and it is pitch black. You can only see to the end of your lights. Mm-hmm. And there's a canopy of trees, and it spooked me. And I went, hmm. Turned around, went back to my uncle's house. I said, hey, I'm spending the night. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to be found hung in a tree in the woods in Louisiana. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, being a stand-up in America and uh, doing this touring, you must have uh, been across a number of scary places. <laughs> you, you know, I, I really haven't experienced a whole lot of scary stuff. Like, like um, I think the biggest miracle is that is that, like, early in my career, I did a lot of driving to gigs. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, like, there was this one gig that, you know, you started in Montana, but they didn't put you up. So you have to drive after the show eight hours to oh. Boise. And, you know, they put you up there. You do a weekend there. And I remember driving to Boise and being sleepy and rolling the windows down. And, and there's cows, just miles and miles of cows. I'm mooing at cow. Moo. I'm like, these cows are like, this dude thinks he's a cow. <laughs> <laughs> And, and uh, you know, just situations like that were scary. It's like, you know, being sleepy behind the wheel mm-hmm, and right. not comfortable enough in that part of the country to get out of the car. And, yeah. And, you know, just out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, so just kept pushing forward. And there's been many times where I did that, you know, driving while asleep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, reading Gary Larson comics growing up has made me fear cows judging me. So <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> well, they know better than to judge me because I got a smoker. <laughs> I've, been wa- right in there. I've been wanting to get a smoker. What was the last thing you smoked? Um, pastrami. Mm. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. And, and by the way, if you're ever in Chicago, there's there's a there's a place called uh, Green Street Smoked Meats. That pastrami will make you cry. Really? Yeah. Okay. We yeah. We have a few pretty good barbecue restaurants in Toronto. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've lost a few of them over the pandemic, which is a, yeah. a sad thing. But there used to be a place that had fantastic pastrami. But we'll have to get to Chicago. Yeah, I think I, I think the the best food I had in Toronto was at a church. Somebody somebody fed us, you know, while we were on tour up there back in February, and mm-hmm. and I was like. Did they cook this meal? Because it was really good. <laughs> I don't know if we would just starve from meeting Tim Hortons almost every night because yeah. because yeah. our schedule was yeah. so tight. Yeah, you know, I remember being in Tim Hortons one night, going, "Do you have something with like vegetables?" She goes, "Well, we have chili." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, it's a big problem in uh, Toronto is that the nightlife is almost nothing here. So like once yeah. you get past 10 o'clock, you're eating Tim Hortons. That's the deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I found that, you know, we started in Winnipeg and I found that from Winnipeg, you know, it wasn't until we got to like uh, uh, Vancouver where, where there was stuff at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's where I used to live too. And I, I've, uh, 
I've told about this. Like the nightlife is insane in Vancouver. Everything's open. Everything's open until like 5 a.m. And yeah. nothing opens until like noon, which is like. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they're tired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take a break. Yeah, they should have went to bed earlier. Jeez. <laughs> I, I will say this. Some of the best uh, Indian food I had was in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. That's we're actually in uh, little India. So uh, yeah. we yeah. have like all of like the big uh, like. Uh, we got Lahore Tika House right over mm-hmm. here, and like mm-hmm. all the big uh, kind of uh, iconic places where every yeah, time yeah. we get like when I get like Ubers or whatever, everyone will be like, "Whoa, you live near here! Like this is awesome! Like this is the place!" And like people would say that like um, I've met people from India that said like when they were in India, they were told about like these places in Toronto, <laughs> which is crazy. So crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the best butter chicken I, I'd ever had. It's like it's like I ate it, and then I went, I should take some back to the room. <laughs> I ordered another one and had yeah. it for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we got a story to tell. That's right. We all drew positions beforehand. Um, Chris, do you want to reveal what you drew? Yeah, I uh, well, you drew it for me since this is quarantined, <laughs> but. And I, I suspect foul play, but I am the celebrity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I go to a random celebrity generator. I click on it, and it's going to give you four options. You'll have to appear as one of these celebrities at some point during the story. Uh, your options are John Stewart, Elton John, Danica Patrick, or Abraham. <laughs> just Oh, just like Abraham from the Bible, Abraham. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> that's one of the celebrities. Oh well, that's fantastic. I'm glad you know when you're listening to that. I wasn't sure, but then you hit me with the ringer. The turn card, the river card, gave it to me. I will be Abraham. Will appear somewhere in this story. All right, all right. <laughs> and uh, Damien and I, we both drew the swing, and that means yeah. uh, Mark, you got the narrator. <laughs> okay. So for the narrator, <laughs> what we're gonna do is we go to canigeta.com where we can get a suggestion, either a location, a relationship, or a word, something in order to get the story started. So what would you like? Would you like a location, a relationship, or a word? Word. Villains. Very vague. That is very vague. (laughs) Yes. Um, Spooky villains. A perfectly vague thing. And you're not stricken to the narrator character. You can be characters within the story as well. Okay. So... It was a day not unlike any other day. This episode of Spooked is brought to you by BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Spooked, S-P-O-O-K-E-D, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Spooked. Yes. Love is in the air. That's Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day coming up, and it's okay if you don't have a sweetheart this year. Mm-hmm. Have no fear. I know that that weighs on a lot of people, whether they have a Valentine, don't have That's a Valentine. Right. you know. And the stresses of planning Valentine's Day is a lot. It can be a lot for you, and you might need someone to talk to during this time. Self-love is important, and what better way to do that than with our friends at BetterHelp? Exactly. I know that for myself, mm-hmm. I get a lot of uh, stress while... 
uh, doing planning and do, mm. and putting things together. That really uh, stresses me out. It um, gives me anxiety. It uh, it makes me kind of just fold up and want to just stay in bed. But it doesn't have to be that way. No, it doesn't. So the people at BetterHelp have people to talk to you about this and talk to me. Yeah. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, BetterHelp's a great way to do that. It's entirely online. So even if you are stuck in bed, what great way to start it where you don't have to leave the first few sessions. Exactly. Yeah. Just open up your Open uh, it up and get it started right there. Yeah. In bed. Perfect. You can still wear your jammies just as I like it. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, whatever that schedule may be. Just fill out their brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And hey, if they don't work out for some reason, you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional charge. Yeah, you're not stuck to a therapist, you know? And and it's all uh, online and everything, so you don't have to have that awkward thing of like in person and then they're just wondering whether you're, they're going to see you again in person and it's more of a connection. No! Do online. Do BetterHelp. That's right. So don't forget, go to BetterHelp.com slash spooked to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spooked. Today. The sky was in the, was clear of clouds. Birds were chirping. Children were playing on the playground. And from a distance, Abraham could see a car driving up slowly and the windows rolled down as two villains appeared in the windows. Are you Abraham? I am he. He is I. Nice day, isn't it? You got to admit, it's a nice day. Speak, for I know not where I am. One day I was tending my sheep and my flock. My grand, my children, Isaac, was running through the fields like a joyous boy. And then I was swept away by this, some flood of some sort, and I appeared here. What is this land? Hey, hey, Abraham, hold on a second. I got to talk to my partner here for a second. What the hell is this guy's problem? Uh, I don't know. He's uh, talking about his kids tending to sheep or something. I, I just did get, get close enough, steal his wallet or something. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, you're at the park, my friend. The park? Yeah. I see all these children in contraptions. Uh, wh- what are they doing? Oh, they're playing. Can you come a little closer? It'll be a little easier to explain what's going on. If you come oh, yes, of course. You yeah, seem yeah. like fine yeah, yeah. gentlemen. And what is this metal horse you seem to be encased in? Uh-huh. It's a Pontiac Sunfire. <laughs> Is that her name? Uh, uh, just grab it. Pleasure <laughs> to Yoink. meet you, Pontiac. What the hell? What is this? This isn't money. Why, it's it's a, my sheath of wheat that I was tending. The most valuable possession that I have. Oh, goddamn. Just, just drive, drive, drive. All right, all right, let's get out of here. We got to get out of here. Jeez, man. That As the villain sped away, Abraham stood in disbelief and wondered, what type of witchery was this? <laughs> hey, mister, those guys stole your wheat. God, I know not what I have done to warrant this punishment. Who are you talking to, mister? The Lord. Do you not know of the Lord? <gasps> what sort of land is this? Has Baal taken over? Who, Christian Baal? 
no, the, the heathen god Baal. I think he's in the Old Testament around my time. I'm sure he is. I'm uh, going to say I know about him. <laughs> Moments later, the two villains are seen on a, on, on a, a double Dutch bicycle <laughs> riding back up toward the park. That's right. Firearms <laughs> blazing. <laughs> he never expect the, us to come back on a bicycle. Oh uh, yeah, you got wheat the first time. He's got to have a wallet He's in there have somewhere. Something to, at least he might have something where we can grind this wheat up into flour and make some bread. Well, yeah. And then we can open a sandwich shop and sell those sandwiches and get some money out of this. Uh, you got big plans, eh? Well, why do you think I got no life of crime? Uh, to to be a business owner? To make money. All right, sandwich shop it is. Yeah, I like I like the gumption. I like the moxie. I'm on board. Hey, listen, every criminal gets into it, so one day they can go legit. The playing cards and the and the spokes of the bicycle gave them away as they as they rode up. And Abraham takes out his staff and smites them. Lord, I shall bring justice to this heathen world. Okie dokie. <laughs> bunk, 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 bunk. Oh, jeez. Oh, 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 we fell. Oh, dang. God dang, man. Repent what? your evil ways, you sinners. I once was a sinner. I was such a sinner, in fact, that the Lord told me to stab my own kid. And you know what? I deserved it. I deserved it. So I took him up to that mountain, and I was ready to stab him. And then the light opened up and I was able to be saved. Perhaps you could be saved as well. Is there not some sort of ministry here on this heathen planet? Hey man, we, we're not stabbing kids. We're just taking wallets, okay? Yeah, it's a bit dark for us even. <laughs> like that's even worse. For a man's wallet is a man's soul. Abraham retrieves his, his wheat. <laughs> Give me that. Oh, Matilda, Samuel. My individual sheets of wheat. You are my only compatriots. You have seen me through the most horrid world. It is lovely to have you back in my embrace. Hey, mister, do you need me to call somebody? This guy really likes his weed. I think we just yeah, got to cut our losses. You know on this I, I wanted to start a business together, but I don't know if we can after this. This guy's creeping me out. Uh, Stay, heathens, come closer. Come to me. I mean, I don't appreciate being called a heathen, but... For you are, once we accept our evil ways, mm -hmm. we can then accept how we can become better and greater and in the image of God. Of course, if we accept our evil ways, we could become more evil. Ooh, yeah. So oh, no, 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 that's no, that's that's right. What I meant. We've been thinking too small potatoes. We got to stop taking people's wallets and start taking people's savings. Ooh, yeah. Right into the bank account. Take the full thing. That's and right. then we'll be able to boom down payment on a bakery. If we take the bank, then they don't even have we cut out the middleman. Oh, yeah. Oh, we just take the bank. Yeah, we'll rob a bank. Can we borrow your staff? My staff. Thank you. Yoink. Oh. <laughs> Back on That's... the bike. Run, let's go. Go, 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 go. Run, run, run. Lord, please send me a savior. I am too weak to fight these heathens alone. Suddenly, a can of spinach falls from the sky. What is this? Well, there's only one thing to do is squeeze it real hard and hope it shoots up in one bunch that I can catch in my mouth. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel myself growing stronger. Matilda pursues the villains on foot. Come with me, Matilda. Samuel, I will not leave you behind this time. Uh, 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 boss, he's catching up to us here. Oh, geez. I'm the boss now? Well, uh, you're the one with the big dreams. Oh, I thought we were partners, but okay, let's let's go. It was kind of a 50-50 relationship, but if you think about it, if you're the one bringing everything to the table, I just... Gertrude, forgive me, but you must go to their eyes! Ah, ah, my sight is being inconvenienced by wheat. Ah! <laughs> You keep go straight. Keep going faster. But I got a tickle in my eye. He's almost grabbing my shirt. Quick, I'll put another playing card in the spoke. It'll sound like an engine and we'll move faster. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> Blinded by wheat, they, they don't see the homeless person pushing a grocery cart across the street and crash into it. <laughs> oh, gee. Oh, who put these groceries in the street? Hey, what are you doing wrecking my house like that? Hey, is that Abraham? My, you you know my name. How do you recognize me, kind stranger? Thank you for your aid. I asked the Lord for a savior, and he has provided. You, you owe me a ram. That was my ram that you killed up there on that mountain years ago. <laughs> I am so sorry. It is you. I thought I would never see a friendly face in this heathen world. How long have you been here, my friend? Oh, many decades. I don't know. I, I came here looking for a new ram and uh, somehow lived, you had to live on the streets. Things are tough. They certainly seem, but I... Do you have I, any wheat? Well, I... I I, I, I think I used the, the, the last of it to, to throw into, the, into their eyes. Don't worry, Matilda Samuel, I'll never give you up. I can't, I can't, you're the only, you're my only friends. He's lying. No, no wheat here. Yeah, Who are these ne'er-do-wells that you were chasing? Uh, we, I think we're they're commonly referred to as villains. That's, dun, 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 dun. That's very nice. We're, we're enterprising young gentlemen trying to make a buck in this. Dog eat dog world. Yeah, just like you, actually. You lost your ram. We could really teach you a few things. Yeah, this guy's got more weed. He's holding out on you. What? No, this, this is, oh, it is, it is weed. Look at that. Uh, the rich keep getting richer. Right. Am I yeah, right? No problem throwing it away at us and make us crash into you. But I thought that, I really thought charity. that was it. I I'm so sorry. Uh, remind me of your name, fellow. Was it uh, Matthew, Luke, John? Jacob? Bartholomew. Oh, that was the next one. I was just about to say it. Of course, Barty. Just then there's a clap of thunder. The sky opens up and wheat rains down on them all. The villains are killed. Abraham's <laughs> pockets are full and Bartholomew is swept away into the sky. Hey, mister, what the heck just happened here? It is as they always say, the Lord, in times of trouble, the Lord will provide. Oh, jeez. I better go to church. I'm scared. <laughs> now I have hundreds of friends. I'll name you Isaac, and you Isaac number two, and you Isaac the third, and you Barty. 
I and Abraham where... lived happily ever after. Spooked. <laughs> that was a scary story. Wow. <laughs> that was pretty pretty terrifying. <laughs> I love the the wheat at the end. <laughs> He's just trying to bring it full circle. Yeah. <laughs> Death by wheat, scary way to go. Well, honestly. they were gluten intolerant, so yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You yeah, know, they wanted sense. that bakery and they got what they deserved. <laughs> you know, do what you love and let it kill you or something like that, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. it. Or find what you love and let it kill you. That's what it is. Yeah, never work a day in your life and yeah. let your passions well, overwhelm and destroy you. Well, if you die right when you start, then you never will work a day in your life, right? So it's better to burn out than to fade away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark, have you ever been that scared in your life? <laughs> it's a challenge <laughs> that was definitely scarier than that friggin pitch blackness we were talking about earlier yeah, <laughs> yeah. turn the lights on Not that's that scary that's almost that's as... we, we, we ask a guy that makes a living on, on funny stuff to, <laughs> <laughs> to to tell the scary story <laughs> that's exactly what it's about i think it was it was it was wasn't quite Cooties, um, the kids from Cooties pressing all those light switches level scary. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Amazing. But look at Rod Serling. I mean, he took everyday ordinary ob- objects and made them scary. You know, yeah. like, you know, pair of shoes, <laughs> a trinket from Africa. <laughs> no, Rod, not the spoons. <laughs> now I'll never be able to eat my soup. <laughs> Well, remember, Mark. Oh, go ahead. Remember there was an episode where where this little girl went to bed and she fell into another dimension through the wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was six years old when we watched that episode. I didn't want to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, time to take a bath and go to bed." No. <laughs> uh, Mark, thank you so much for coming on today. Where can everyone follow you? MarkChristopherLawrence.com. All my social media is there. Um, really easy to find, really. It's, it's, it's usually Mark Christopher Lawrence. Uh, IG is Mark Christopher Lawrence. Um, uh, Twitter, Mark CHR Lawrence. But all my buttons to get to it is on my, my website, MarkChristopherLawrence.com. Perfect. Awesome. And if you go to thisownernetwork.com, you'll be able to see a full profile on Mark with direct links to those social medias, as well as a full profile on uh, Chris George as well. And we'll be tweeting all of this out at Spooked Podcast. Thank you so much. Spooked.